Hi, my name is uh, Dick Clark, and uh, I had a stroke, and I'm going to be dead in uh, 14, 13, 12, 11, and 9, or uh, uh, 7, 6, 5, Four, three, two, one. <laughs> This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary, brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly, bro. Wackerly, are you stoned? No, that was my impression of a stoned person. I was about to say, dude, the, the time to get stoned was yesterday, not today, brah. Mm. Yeah, some people came over and they were smoking the pots in my home. Were you? Did that any. make you nervous? Were you just? Were you paranoid? No. Nope. By proxy? <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> were you like, "What's up, dude? Four twenty party at Wacker's house, man." And they just kind of showed up. I didn't make an invite or anything. Oh, so you, it wasn't like a sanctioned four twenty party at your house? No, no. I mean, I was celebrating Hitler's birthday, but. <laughs> It's just a coincidence. <laughs> I wonder how many people across this country went to work stoned yesterday just because they're trying to observe this fake holiday. Um, I mean, if you limit the demographic to like pizza delivery drivers, it's probably a hundred percent. All right, just Taco Bell employees, <laughs> manager or line cook, people that wipe off the tables. Oh, yeah, 100% within the error bar of the survey. <laughs> You'd think that would be like one of the best places to be stoned if you work there, because you'd just be like, I'm going to make myself another burrito, dude. Yeah, I was going to say it would be very – I mean, people always say how pot isn't really that bad for you. You know, like cigarettes are much worse, alcohol is much worse. But being stoned in a Taco Bell could be very detrimental to your health. I mean, yeah. I would be like – I would weigh 400 pounds. Arterial sclerosis for sure. Yeah. Could you imagine, though, being really stoned and working the drive-thru? I think every time I heard someone say, I'll take three chalupas, I would just bust out laughing. I, it, almost anything, if you ordered anything on the Taco Bell menu, I would start laughing. Like Mexican <laughs> pizza? <laughs> I do like the Mexican pizza. It's just I don't know. Mex- I mean, you got you to gotta balance that out against just the like soul-crushing depression of working at Taco Bell isn't going to be sort but th- that's of why to you, laughter. That's why you have to get mind-blowingly high. Oh, okay. You got to get really high. I used to. I had one job. You know, this is before I even knew what 420 meant. I, th- I think 420... I mean, we're, we'll talk about this in a second, the origin of the term. Okay. Before 420's been around since the 90s, I didn't know about that. In the Midwest, maybe, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I, I remember. I remember people in high school, you know, you'd be driving around in their Jeep Wrangler, and somebody would say, it's 420, man, and they would spark up a J. I think what it was blow is... It, blow a dube. When hip-hop culture... And I'd be like, culture, what are you talking about? 
when hip hop culture became more pervasive, you know, I think you'd heard more about the Chronic and 420. But I think uh-huh. it, it it came from it emanated from California. Like we imported that. I don't think it was in the in the Midwest. Most of the people in my high school were were just like 420, dude, smoke up, bro. You know? Yeah. I, I do remember a little bit, but it wasn't prevalent. You're right there. However, it wasn't, I, it wasn't people who were into hip hop. It was people who were into blues traveler and the Grateful Dead, if I remember correctly. I, I remember like a, yeah, I think that's how it all started. But uh, but regardless of whether or not I knew about 420, I still went to work completely stoned when I worked at that movie theater, which was one oh, of the yeah, best places theater, to dude. ever work high. Like I worked at some local movie theater. Don't even remember the company that owned it. And I had like crazy big, huge Jufro, and you always had to wear your like button down thing, your button down like vest, and just kind of sit there and just take tickets and rip them. Like I saw the, I'm trying to think, I saw the movie Forrest Gump probably 40 times. Because uh-huh. you had to stand in the back and make sure no one was drinking or well, smoking. And you had to make sure the, the film is focused properly, right? Well, <laughs> Which I didn't, is hard to do when you're really high. I didn't have to do that. I was just an usher. Yeah. I just had to oh, stand okay. there in case someone was like fucking. Or if someone was uh, drinking in there, I'd have to go up and be like, excuse me, you can't drink. I had to work. I remember the movie The Crow came out that year. That's how old I am. I worked at the movie theater. The, first, the, the Crow original Crow. The, the, with Brandon Lee. Yeah, the yeah, original Crow. And I had to stand in the back and make sure people weren't making out or fucking or giving hand jobs or smoking weed. Yeah. You're not allowed to make out in the movie theater? Nope. I would fi- I'd shine a flashlight and be like, no kissing. No kissing. Stop it. It's like footloose up in this bitch. I didn't do shit, dude. I just sat in the back stoned as fuck and would just probably eat candy off the floor. I was gonna say, how much popcorn did you eat? That that would I would also I'd be four hundred pounds for just from popcorn if I worked at the movie theater. Well you'd find all this discarded candy like a box of like jujubes or whatever the fuck those were, and then uh you know, some Skittles and be like, Well, these are no one licked them. They're still in the box. I just eat these. Is that here. why you're so fucked up? Because you <laughs> ate floor candy as a, as a teen. I ate a lot of floor candy as a kid. Yes, <laughs> I think it explains a lot. Affected me. Affected my development as an adult. So, Wacker, the term 420. I know. Uh, yesterday, you probably pondered this throughout most of the afternoon. Like, where does 420 come from? What's the origin of from that term? Does 420? <laughs> Arise in the past. Why is it the stoner's favorite number? <laughs> Postulate. Because well, it is a good time to smoke weed. If you were to have read the Huffington Post, the HuffPo, you'd the have Huff had that po. question answered. So uh, there are a variety of answers as to where the, the term 420 comes from. Uh, people say it's strains of a medical bud from California. People <laughs> say it's the number of active chemicals in marijuana. That one's clearly bullshit. People say it's tea time in Holland, or something to do with Hitler's birthday. Hitler was born on 420. Coincidence? I think not. Did he smoke weed, Hitler? I don't think he would have been such a hard ass. He would have just, like, took a bong hit every once in a while. He was a vegan, so, you know, vegans often smoke pot, but I don't think he did that. Hippie Hitler. He was on on some type of methamphetamine, I believe. Or coke or something. Um, People say it's the numbers in that Bob Dylan song, Multiplied. Yeah, right. Uh, the origin of the term actually has to do, it all starts with the Grateful Dead. And I guess they say in Oakland, 1990, it's in Oaktown, Stephen Bloom, who was a reporter for High Times Magazine, was wandering through the lot, which is a place I've never been and never could ever, I don't think I'd ever be able to um, 
sustain this. I don't think I'd ever be able to experience the Grateful Dead lot, the parking lot outside of Grateful Dead show, without just freaking out and killing people. Really? I, just, I don't think I, I could I, do that. I find that my hatred of the Grateful Dead has waned in the years since you know Jerry died. Like I don't really care about them anymore. I always thought, this is how I described those jam bands in college. Like Blues Traveler, I didn't really care much about because I'd never really heard them all that often. The mm. Grateful Dead made me angry. Fish made me want to break things. Because I, really... I, I saw Fish at Outside Lands last year, and it also didn't really bother me. Yeah, God, I, didn't, I, just... I didn't sit through the whole set, so maybe that was part of it. I was a lot younger then, so maybe I would, I'd be able to You're deal with it You're an angry young man. Well, I'm just saying it just filled me with rage. So uh, he was wandering through the lot. I, mean, I imagine there's probably a ton of good drugs there, so maybe that would be a benefit of uh, hanging out in a Grateful Dead parking lot. And a deadhead handed him a flyer. It said, we're meeting up at 420 on 420 for 420-ing in Marin County at the Bolinas Ridge Sunset Spot on Mount uh, Tamilpay. Is it Tamilpay? Tamilpay? How do you say that? I don't know. I was about to ask you the same thing. I have no idea. It's either one. Whatever. Either it's one. a mountain in, in Marin County, which is uh, north of San Francisco. So he reported, he had never heard of 420-ing, and uh, he reported it to uh, High Times. And uh, they, the flyer also had a story about it. It said 420 started somewhere in San Rafael, California. San Rafael's also, that's what, North Bay? San Rafael? Yeah. Yeah, they're all up there. That, that area of Marin and San Rafael and uh, Bolinas and all that, I think Bolinas is up there, used to be like, yeah, like hippie burnouts and like ex-cons and drug dealers. Bikers. And now it's the snobbiest, most wealthy, most like white bread. And when I say white bread, I mean white people, <laughs> uh, chocked full area of the of the whole bay area well if you ever come out here or if you ever come out to the bay area and then you you take like a ferry from the, the city to um tiburon or sausalito yeah. it's the most white area i don't even think black people are allowed to walk down the sidewalk in sausalito are they not without fear in their hearts <laughs> <laughs> well they can if they're not wearing hoodies if they're wearing a hoodie oh, God, don't don't, wear, don't go don't anywhere near there um they say 420 started in San Rafael in the late 70s. It started as the police code for marijuana smoking in progress. After local heads heard of the police call, they started using the expression 420 when referring to marijuana. Let's do some 420, dude. So he reported his finding in the May 1991 issue of High Times. But the story is only partially, partially right. It actually has nothing to do with the police code. There is no police code. 420 police code does not exist. Yeah, I can't imagine a cop driving around in his car and he smells some pot and he's like, oh, 420, breaker, breaker, headquarters. <laughs> well, they do have uh, number codes for infractions. But don't crimes. you think there's just a code for, like, drug use? Yeah, not just specifically not marijuana. Not just specifically for, for weed. Marijuana smoking in progress. 420. <laughs> Call out the big guns. So uh, this is what actually happened here. So it, it did. Uh, it did. The 420 did uh, originate in San Rafael, which is North Bay, um, northern north of San Francisco. There was a group of five San Rafael High School students known as the Waldos, by virtue of their chosen hangout spot, which is a wall outside the school. So they hung out by the wall, and they called themselves the Waldos. The Waldos got it. Um, they keep their, they kept their names secret. Actually, they don't give their first names because, uh, for professional reasons. It's like a secret pot smoking society. 
And so they they came up with this term. They would meet at 420 and uh, would just smoke smoke weed at the wall. And it just is on eight. And uh, then it just sort of um, because they hung out with the Grateful Dead and they lived in San Rafael and the Grateful Dead, I guess, all moved. The Grateful Dead started in San Francisco, like on Haight Street, Haight Ashbury. But I think in time, they eventually sort of relocated to Marin County. Right. The city's too harsh, man. We're moving up to the country. Well, I think, uh, you know, I think at one point the Haight Ashbury, like Haight Street, was was a was like a, a bastion for all the hippies and all the peace loving drug culture, and then it became like ex con speed freaks and thugs, <laughs> like you know, slowly and like punk rockers, and then it can be kind of became dangerous. Like it's sort of dangerous there now. Yeah, I mean, you you might get your face bit off by some. Gutter punks, punks dog. Uh, yeah, pit bull. You know? And so they I think uh, the Grateful Dead ended up relocating to Marin County. And uh, that's sort of where they're all now. Where they're all, and that's where hippies just go to die. They just go up to Marin because they've made all their well, money. Well, it's, it's too expensive now. If you're a rich hippie, you go up there. but And you have to go further north to like Humboldt if you're of modest means. Yeah, but they started their own ice cream companies, made millions of dollars. And they go buy mansions in Marin County and name... <laughs> Flavors I think after Ben different... and Jerry live in Vermont, by the way. Yeah, whatever. Other side of the country. Fat hippies. <laughs> but so what ended up happening, the code crept into popular culture and mainstream settings. Uh, the Grateful Dead referred to, and then the, the whole community of the Grateful Dead, they traveled around the country, around the world. They referred to Smoking Pond as uh, 420. Um, someone even asked uh, Phil Lesh here. Phil Lesh was the guitarist of the Grateful Dead. Um, where, where did that term come from? Did you coin the term 420? And he said, I can't remember the first time I ever heard it. I don't know. I'm sorry. I wish I could help and tell you a good story, but I can't. What, Maybe what you it, didn't smoke so much pot. Yeah, I know. I said, what, what other things have you forgotten, Phil Lesh? <laughs> After how many years of drug use? Did he get into the heroin like Jerry, or did he just stick with the, the pot and the mushrooms and you know whatnot? I have no idea. I think that's all they Neither did. I. I mean, did they just <laughs> do every drug? Peyote and just any tripping drug. That's why they saw those rainbow bears. Isn't that what I happens? I suppose. I don't really. I know nothing about the Grateful Dead. I don't want to know. Except for that, Jerry had Dead. like an enlarged heart that was three times the size of a normal person's heart. Is that how? And, and yet he, that guy did a just. A, that guy did a lot of drugs. Well, he was a legendary. He was a, full, he was a full-blown junkie by the end. I mean, heroin. Um, so 420 ended up <clears throat> spreading across the country here, and now they have celebrations that occur at universities uh, throughout America. I don't know if it's an international phenomenon, but it's definitely a national phenomenon. So at the university that we attended, University of Michigan, we used to have a a huge pot celebration, pot fest, called but the it Hash Bash. On, it wasn't on 420, was it? No, but I think it was in it was in the spring though, wasn't it? It was in the summertime because I wasn't in class. No, but I think it was, school was still in session. Was it? Yeah, I don't remember. I smoked too much pop because I was living in the dorm room when uh, when it happened. So I think it was in. I think it, I want to say it was in spring. Like the what is it? We had the winter term, then we had the spring term. Maybe it was on four twenty. I think it was around that time. I don't think specifically. 420, but I don't really remember. But the hash bash was just, it was a funny thing at the University of Michigan because it was a funny occasion. And the reason it was funny is because University of Michigan pretty much had 
I don't know, like really intelligent kids. I mean, it was a difficult university to get into. I would say what a third of the the the, the student body was Asian, another third <laughs> Indian, <laughs> and then there were like it's just not a university known for having a huge population of stoners. It kind of is though. I think you're. I think your. I think your memory is a little clouded. I, I de- guarantee. Definitely know that that whole school is definitely known as a drug heavy school. I don't think it's as drug heavy as other like University of California, Santa Cruz. I don't think it's as drug heavy as University of well, Colorado. I think it. I think people use. <clears throat> I think people use drugs there. I just don't think it was as pervasive as it is at other. It's not, Michigan's never been known as a party school. Not a party school, but I do think it's known as a drug school. I'm going to have to take issue with you there, and I won't argue it. But I, I, I show me the evidence, Wackerly. <laughs> just my brain is how it remembers it. Well, I don't know. Uh, I just is that there were. I'll just I'll say this: there were tons of drugs there. Okay, well, it wasn't I, hard to find anything. I did a lot of drugs there. I can tell you that for sure. But I'm just saying, I don't know how many other students, like the average University of Michigan student, I don't know how many, how much, how many tabs of acid they took on a regular weekend. Okay, there were a lot of squares there. <laughs> uh, you Whereas, know. like Michigan State was definitely much Marks. more of a party school. Like but I, I think you know they're just doing keg stands up there mostly. Probably, I don't know. Maybe it's different now. But what was funny about the hash bash is it just seemed like trailer parks from around the Midwest, like from Ohio and through Michigan, would just empty, and these these people, the stoners, would just descend upon Ann Arbor, and you'd right. walk around there saying, "You are not an alumni. I don't think you attend the <laughs> University of Michigan." <laughs> <laughs> he did. He does have a shirt on though that has a big M and a pot leaf behind it's it. It's so. tight eyed. What do I know? I'm pretty high. Maybe my judgment is not where it should be. God, we did a lot of drugs in the hash bash. It was actually a lot of fun. I remember being quite stoked. I think now I'd probably be annoyed by my See, senior I was gonna year. Ask, I was annoyed. Do you really think that you smoked any more pot the weekend of hash bash than any other weekend? Yeah, but it was a day that I would just take the entire day just doing drugs. Like we would usually do more than just pot. We what what would you do on what would you do on other Saturdays is my question. Well like you'd have to study or something or be hung over during the day and then you smoke <laughs> some weed at night. But there it's know. like you would take acid. And it's like you got acid specifically for hash bash, so you could walk around right. and look at all the people in their funny outfits. And, and that, I remember one year they had Cypress Hill played. I think it was our freshman year. Oh like, wow. That uh I wouldn't have thought that, but I think you're right. Now that you mentioned it, I remember it. I mean they used to have bands there. I'm not sure if uh if they still do the hash bash in uh Ann Arbor. Now I guess one of the reasons like everything else, you know, everything's become sanitized and they, they didn't want it to be associated with the school. Well one of the reasons Ann Arbor was a haven for that type of thing is because I think it was the only city in Michigan where if you were busted with like an ounce, I think up to an ounce of marijuana, it was like a hundred and twenty dollar fine. That's it. Yeah. Whereas everywhere if you else, had like a, you could, wasn't one. If you had just a joint, it was like five bucks, and you could like even pay the cop right there or something. Yeah. Whereas like, but any other city in that area, like you're, you know, in, in Michigan, if you're busted with an ounce of marijuana, it's just like you're in jail. You're probably going to be in jail for six months. It's going to be on your record as a felony. Whereas Ann Arbor just decriminalized marijuana, like even back in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think uh, you know other cities have come around to it. So nowadays, um, there's some other universities that have kind of taken the forefront here in the big uh, party schools. So University of Colorado at Boulder and University of California Santa Cruz, which I can imagine to be probably a big 
pot smoking school. They boast two of the biggest smokeouts. So they're known, um, they're notorious for their smokeout parties. But this year, <laughs> university officials decided to push back. This almost sounds like it could be a National Lampoon's movie at the University of Colorado. Mm-hmm. With a crusty dean who's like anti-pot. And right. Gonna, like, the uptight and, dean. Yeah, the, the uptight. crusty dean makes me think of the, the dean that does smoke pot. No, this is okay. I'm not saying crust, but crusty, surly Dean that's like uptight. Yes, I'm right. not gonna let Gamma Gamma Phi get away with it this year. <laughs> um, so as another 420 approaches, they're faced with concerns from students, parents, alumni, regents, and community members about a repeat of last year's 420 event. This is at the uh, University of Colorado here, Boulder. I guess last year they had more than 10,000 people show up on the university's quadrangle for the annual ritual of enjoying a smoke and demonstrating for legalizing marijuana. And it made the university the scene of one of the largest campus celebrations of cannabis in the nation, which is a reputation that uh, university administrators did not want. They're like, dude, <laughs> we don't want to be known as stoner school. <laughs> I don't, I don't, don't want to like be operated on by a surgeon who went to pot university. <laughs> university of... Marijuana. That's like basically saying, okay, now we're Oaksterdam. Isn't there like an Oaksterdam University in Oakland? Yeah, but it was recently shut down by the feds. Damn. So no Sadly. One, So you can't get your uh, degree in growing marijuana? Uh, not anymore. Maybe they'll come back. I think they're trying to open it up as like a volunteer-only thing or something. <laughs> so the Surly Dean decided to combat those pesky potheads. And this year what they did, which is... um. Surprisingly effective, actually. They covered the quadrangle in stinky fish fertilizer. Mm, nice. And they had two dozen law enforcement officers keeping pot smokers away from the grassy quad. So a few <laughs> hundred of the protesters managed to defy the crackdown and rallied on another field where they did light up at 420. But it was a fraction. Stand strong. A fraction of the amount of people who showed up last year. I'm surprised the fish fertilizer worked all that, was all that effective. Don't you think, I mean... Well, I guess it would have kind of sucked if you're smoking weed. You know when you smoke weed and then just like some like little a little noise or just one little minute detail just annoys the fuck out of you? Yeah, I do. I imagine the uh, stinky fish, fish fertilizer. Smell, what a... But I I like that you know they they're trying to prevent this pot gathering, so they just ruin the whole quad for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> like why don't you just light it on fire while you're at it? Well, I don't understand why. Stinky fish, fish fertilizer would smell any worse than some hippie chick at a dead show. You know? The, but that hippie chick smell, I mean, that's like pheromones to a, to a stoner To a stoner? Man. Yeah. Well, you'd think it would yeah. kind of do the same thing, but maybe not. I, like, I kind of like hippie chicks. There aren't, as you get older, there aren't as many in your circle of acquaintances, if you notice that. I mean, back in, in, yeah. college, in college, 90% of the girls I knew were that, like, you know, flowing, batik dress twirling around listening to whatever patchouli fish. wearing hippies at beads patchouli, in their hair I, patchouli does kind of bother me but uh but but now i don't know any girls like that really i don't think well i think it's because you're older and since you don't know that many hippie chicks i never actually was a i know fan. that's what I'm, that's what i'm saying but i i kind of miss them I think I. I mean, I've I've had sex with several hippie chicks before. I remember I met a hippie chick on the train coming back from Chicago, and uh, ended up going to her place after we got back into Ann Arbor, and she just smelled like baloney. 
Bologna. Like every everything about her just smelled like baloney. Well, I think there was something wrong with that one. I don't know. I think it's just you a, a bad one. It's <laughs> not supposed to smell like the baloney. They're supposed to smell like hummus or something, chickpeas. No, I think she vegans. she put on patchouli so she wouldn't have to bathe. It just it disgusted me. I was just like, you dirty, stinky hippie. I don't know. Yeah, like I said, pheromones. Anyway, happy 420 out there, broheimers. And I uh, hope you had a good holiday. Hope everybody smoked up. I wonder if they do 420 in, in the UK. You'd think they would. Why not? Well, I don't know. Maybe they call it something else there. Because I'm sure they call it something else in Australia. That's got Australia's got to be a state that just everybody parties. I That's imagine. what I've heard. Yeah, it's just That's a party I state. I wonder how much. I'd like to know, Australian fans, write in and uh, let us know how much is like a bag of uh, marijuana. Like, a, I don't know what you guys, what, um, you know, what sizes you, you sell bags in. Like maybe two grams of marijuana. What would that be? I think maybe all the hippie chicks moved to Australia. I bet you there's a lot of hippie chicks there. Or New Zealand. They probably have hippie culture there. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, People, this is episode 326 here. uh, It's the Happy 420 Bra show of Sick and Wrong. Uh, Quick recap of last week's show, episode 325. We did two stories. Uh, The first listener sent a story about an ex-girlfriend who had her ex-boyfriend by the balls. Firmly by the balls. Uh, second story was about Edith Bunker, who shot Archie Bunker in the head. Um, believe it or not, the ex-girlfriend who had her ex-boyfriend by the balls won by a landslide. Like, seriously, by a landslide. Most of our listeners are male. Yeah, there were like two votes for the Edith Bunker story, and the rest of them was just like, I don't know, well over a couple hundred votes here for the other one. I think but guys read a story when, when, when a scrotum is ripped off, and... Hits close to home, you know, they freak out. Yeah. People, you know the way Sick and Wrong works. Wacken and I present the most disturbing news items a week here on the show. The audience votes and the winner gets a Sick and Wrong care package. Send your stories to Sick and Wrong Podcast at Hotmail.com. Do not post them to my fucking Facebook. Do not post them on my page because I'll delete them and I'll send you a picture of my nutsack. Asshole. Just send them, just send them in a message. Send them a message to Wackerly. Send a message to me. Don't you send it to me. <laughs> you can submit them via Twitter, too. Just don't post them on my Facebook timeline. I'm telling you. I don't accept stories. I only accept uh, Facebook game requests. That's what, I, <laughs> that's what I deal in. The more of those you can send me, the better. I love. I play all the games. Yeah, I bet you do. Are you, are you still playing Farmville? Or is that like so 2009? Oh, my God. It's like it's a factory farm at this point. It's enormous, my farm. <laughs> It's like GMOs and fucking whatever genetically modified crops going on. I'm pretty much feeding the whole continent of Facebook Africa or something. I don't know. I could imagine. (laughs) Um, Before we get to the stories here for episode 326, and actually the stories aren't pot related, although we should have done that. Um, Let's talk about audible.com. I'm worried about this, this, the state, the education in our country. I think a lot of people just stop reading, and uh, maybe they just don't have time. Maybe it hurts their eyes. Maybe their eyes are too tired to read. As in, like, their bloodshot from all the pot they've been smoking? Totally. So why not just have an audible book where you can just, like, put on your headphones, lay back. You don't have to move your eyes around, which is so tiring. Flipping a page, which is also enervating. So why not just, like, put on your headphones and listen to a soothing voice read a book to you 
yeah. then you you know, I mean, then then you can say, oh yeah, I've read all the Game of Thrones books. <laughs> yeah, the fuck you did. But you can still get it's all those reading. books. You can get all those books at audible.com. So people just go to audiblepodcast.com slash diddle. Type in diddle when you check out. And uh, yeah, get a free audiobook, start up a membership, and you'll never have to read a book again. You listen to books. That's what they do. That's what they do in this day and age. The future is now. The future. Well, actually, the first story that was sent in came in from uh, a guy named Larry. Larry says, uh, Dean Lance, when uh, you come to England, if this happens to you, who's going to have sex with who? Huh? I, I don't quite understand what he means by that. Neither do I. Um, okay, no, no, makes sense now. Here's the headline of the story. Gunman who stalk couples at motels and force them to have sex is caught after showing up at court for over-traffic violation. Um, you know, Larry, Wackley and I aren't going to share a hotel room when we no. come to England. We're going to have our own hotel room. So, I mean, I guess the guy could come into my, my hotel room and watch me masturbate. If it, We're going to get to connecting doors, though, right? Well, probably. So, you know, we can switch bitches. Yeah. Can knock on the door and be like, I'm done with this northern bird. Send her <laughs> over here. <laughs> Wait, do the girls go from room to room or do we, we go from room to room? I think we should just send the girls from room to room. Oh. Like, maybe have well, I, like, I have uh, my I have my D Simon mask. I was just going to put that on, and they would be none the wiser. I know. I think after you're done with it, you just be like, "Go to D Simon," <laughs> and then I'll be like, "Now is your turn to be with Wackerly." Okay, Northern maybe that's Bird. a better plan. That's what Probably they used to do in Led one. Zeppelin. <laughs> um, a man who police believe has been following couples into several New Jersey hotels, forcing them to have sex with one another before he sexually assaulted the women has finally been caught. Uh, Rashid Powell, 36 years old, has been charged with 10 counts of first-degree aggravated sexual assault. It's a lot of sexual assaulting going on there. Uh, Police believe that Powell targeted at least six couples that were checking into hotels along routes 1 and 9 and were able to catch him when he arrived at court for a traffic violation. Powell is clearly a sexual predator who acted quickly and viciously. He would target couples as they walked towards their rooms. So these were like just kind of, you know, off the highway motels. Sounds like it. Sounds like to me that, and the dude would just where a lot of hotels are motels and hotels. Well, the difference between a hotel, like a Holiday Inn, is a hotel. You know, like the Embassy Suites is a hotel. The Ramada is a hotel where you go in and you walk in and you park, but. On, like, the American highways, there's a lot of these motels where you just kind of pull off on the side of the road, and you just park in front of your room, and you go in there, and they're kind of sketchy. Sometimes. I mean, sometimes they're not. What about a Holiday Inn Express? Well, but the Holiday Inn's a hotel. I mean, I'm just talking about, like, Joe's Motel right there, you know? Like our, You're whatever. talking about We're... the off-branded, weird, run by, like, some Indian guy from Punjabi province. Or like you could have a guy like from Psycho that would it's like a, like a Bates Motel like that's a motel and there's Not a lot of likely. motels that look like the Bates Motel. Okay, sure. I, I now I'm getting the picture of what you're saying. So I imagine this guy probably just kind of parked outside the Bates Motel, watched a couple, and be like, okay, they're kind of attractive. I'm gonna walk towards their room. 
when they you entered. Think he, you think he turned down some couples because they're just nasty? <laughs> well, they too fat. No fatties. No fatties. No fatties for me tonight. Hmm. Um, when they entered the room, he would force his way inside and at gunpoint order the man and woman to perform sexual acts on one another as he sat and watched. I don't, think I'd, I don't think I'd be able to perform. He probably would have shot me. And, and then, <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, you, I mean, you could rub your limp noodle around your wife's crotchal region. Yeah, but you? I, you know, I just think, you know, not only in this situation being, you know, held in a, situa- a situation of duress, I'm just saying, I think I'd be the worst porn star ever. Just because you'd have an that. audience, you'd have the lights, and you're sitting there in front of everybody, and I, I'm, I'm self-conscious. Cock is cold. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm self-conscious, and plus, like, you can see just with the bright lights, every little aspect of her vagina. If I saw a bump, like an errant little red bump or something, I would be freaked out by it. I'd be like, what the hell is that? What's going on down there? <laughs> you know, there's something going on. There. It's just like your vagina's braille. I'm not going to read your vagina to see what kind of sexual disease you have. That would this freak me out. I'm, this is why I'm pro pubic hair. Exactly. I mean, I'd then, rather yeah. not know. I mean, I'd, I'd rather not see that. Yeah, I mean, it's probably something harmless, like an ingrown hair, but I don't know that for sure. And if I can see it that clearly, I'd be freaked out. And second of all, I'd just be worried about people would, you know, be looking at me like, oh my God, he has the smallest penis I've ever seen. You know, thinking <laughs> in the back of, of their minds. Speaking of bumps, what's all that? <laughs> that's like a... a oozing pustule <laughs> oh that's nothing that's always been there i just wouldn't want the critique that's why i wonder if this guy when he's in there at gunpoint he's just like all right now you two have sex Commingle now like i wonder Come if he's mingle. sitting there commenting you know critiquing your performance mm-hmm. i don't know probably I, just... I would be if i went to all that trouble and then they had some like lazy ass fucking sunday morning sex like, you no know, give me the give me the friday night do you think he's like telling them to change positions like a porn director? Okay, doggy yeah, style. I do. Doggy style. I do. Ass eating. Ass eating. You know, like, I, do. Uh, I, I wonder. I wonder how that would work. So then what would he do with me that, uh, you know, I'm a, occasionally I prematurely ejaculate. So, I mean, what would happen then? Party's over. Shot Sorry, dude. Shot you, to the head. Yeah, you got a 10 second show. So I guess what ultimately would At happen. At least a good pistol whipping would be in order. Something. Uh, he would then lock the man in the bathroom so he could sexually assault the woman. So, um, <laughs> yeah, the horror continues. Lock, okay, let me. How do you lock somebody in the bathroom? Isn't the lock usually on the inside? I think he just says. says I, mean, I think at that point you'd be so traumatized and you'd be crying that you'd just go sit in a heap in the bathroom. <laughs> you trust that you wouldn't come out. I thought, or maybe he does that thing. This is one of those things that. They always show in movies and TV shows, but I just don't believe that it works. Where you put a chair up against the handle and it magically, like, it's uh, now the door's impenetrable. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. Have you ever tried that? No, I just don't. How, how would the, it doesn't work? <laughs> There's no way it works. I'm not, I'm, but I mean, I, it seems like something you could easily try. Why not try it? I'm Be a mythbuster. I'm not that adventurous. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess I've always wondered, because every time I look at that, I'm just so, I'm so incredulous. I'm just like, there's no yeah. way that would work. Bullshit. Then I, move on, then I move on and forget about it. I don't like schedule an experiment the next time that I'm home with a yeah, chair you know, handy. I think uh, next time I have a lady in the bathroom, I'm just going to try to lock her in there and see what happens. This, this should be our intro topic next week. <laughs> does a chair, chair experiment. Does a, yeah, chair experiment work. 
So, you know, Wackerly, I was thinking about this. So this guy forces his way inside your hotel room, forces you and your woman to uh, perform sexual acts on one another. Then he locks you up in the bathroom so he can rape the woman. Right. This could be the start of a very sexy fetish for the woman. <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah, I do think that. I bet you a lot of couples have this or, fetish. Or for the man, even. Wait, so yeah. if, if you're into like having your girlfriend having, you know, being, or being cuckolded by a black guy? Well, the whole thing. I mean, maybe, like, you know, who's to say? Maybe these couples haven't had sex in months or years, even, and a black man comes in and forces your wife to have sex with you, and it's the best sex you've ever had because you're both, like, have high adrenaline going on. Uh, yeah, and then maybe you like the bathroom part too while you're listening to your wife getting getting reamed out by a black guy. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, this could be the the start of a uh, sexy fetish. I wonder how you you recruit. I mean, would you just put up like a Craigslist ad or something saying, "Hey, we need a black guy to come in, and uh, you got to be black." Sorry, sorry, all other yeah, races. Of course, of course, you go on <laughs> Craigslist. Where else? You put it in your OK Cupid profile. <laughs> just just nothing write nothing else other than your whole description of your person is I can only I can only perform sexually if a black man holds us at gunpoint. So either bring your own or suggest some guy you know on the date. You know, but for either party to explain this fetish would you'd have to be dating for a couple months and at least having a sexual relationship for a period of time before unleashing this fetish on your partner. Yeah. You know, I, it helps if it helps if you're actually in the relationship uh, when it happens. You know, when you're burst in upon in the hotel, and then maybe a mo- couple months later, you can be like, "Hey, honey, remember how that that guy broke in our hotel room and made us made us fuck, and then he fucked you?" So you maybe you know, if you think about it, I understand that this guy's probably going to be sent away for life, but maybe he actually saved a lot of marriages. Maybe he's more like. A Santa Claus or Easter Bunny type character, or Doctor Ruth Wessenheimer. You know, I mean, yeah. just uh, just helping marriages. Sexual counselor here. It's a it's a different form of sexual counseling. I yeah, agree. a very uh, yeah a very uh, aggressive form of sexual counseling. But he might have saved some marriages. Um. So, uh, Mister Nathanson here, who's the owner of the Swan Motel, nice. um, where the crimes the Swan. were were um, committed here. He said there's no sign of a forcible break-in on the room, so he did walk in with the couples. Uh, detectives worked 22 hours a day to find Powell. So they only slept for two hours, those detectives. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, commitment. of that statistic? <laughs> how, how much have you guys been working on this? Oh, about 22 hours a day. Really? No. <laughs> but I mean I was playing solitaire a lot at my desk, but I was punched in. I don't know where that where I got this article from or where Larry sent this one. He didn't specify where this came from, but hmm. it says here detectives worked twenty two hours a day to find Powell using advanced forensic techniques to identify him. Like what? Like what I are don't these? Know, they got, got a picture of his cock down at the crime lab. <laughs> it's a big one. I think they just had a guy sketching his face. I'm not sure. Maybe maybe there's what a... Pe- uh, what did his penis look like? A close no, the, pubes, the pubes were longer. Well, there might have been like a camera or something outside. Anyway, they were finally able to trap him at the Springfield Municipal Court where he arrived to respond to a traffic summons. I love when cops do this. When they when they have a clever ruse to catch criminals. It's got, it's got to be the worst. It's got to be like the biggest letdown for the criminal. 
Because this guy, you know, he's been going off scot-free for quite some time here, raping couples. And uh, then all of a sudden, he, like, gets a notice in the mail saying, hey, free television said if you come here and uh, you won the lottery, if you come to the municipal court and pick up your TV. And he's like, damn, I've always wanted a flat screen TV. And he right, goes in but, there and next thing you know. But why is this guy, <laughs> this guy wasn't, didn't think he was going to get a prize. He was going to, like, pay off his traffic tickets. It seems kind of out of character. Yeah, I don't know. This guy is not the brightest criminal he, in the world. He, 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 likes to, he likes to forcibly rape people. And kidnap them, but uh, he, he's very conscientious about his parking tickets. Yeah, he likes to. He, he's worried about paying his parking tickets. That's a concern. You know, they can they can build up, and then they start adding the fines. It's best just to go in there and pay them <laughs> off as soon as you as soon as you can. So, uh, in addition to the aggravated assault charges, he's accused of twelve counts of first degree robbery, and six counts of second degree weapon possession, and if convicted, could face life in prison. So, Wackerly, if you think about it, if something like a a tragic, horrible situation like this occurred when you're on vacation with your girlfriend, would this immediately end the vacation? Would you be done? Would you go home? Especially if I was vacationing in New Jersey. (laughs) I don't know why you'd do that anyway. Would would this end the relationship, though? Do you think you guys could continue in the relationship after having... She was raped with a black man, by a black man, and uh, you hid in the bathroom and cried. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it depends how hot it was. <laughs> I don't know if she'd still be attracted to me when she saw me crying like a bitch. What if you just were crying and masturbating while you're in the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> maybe then, maybe then. That, that's how a new fetish starts. Yeah. And that's how you make a best of a shitty situation, people cry and masturbate and then everything's all good <laughs> take a shit while you're in there <laughs> multitask uh, uh mr mr rapist could you uh you lock me in here without my iphone <laughs> give me my iphone i gotta i can only take a shit if i can play solitaire on my iPhone. <laughs> just be one second it's right over there it's in my jeans they're on the chair thank you mr rapist <laughs> i'll just be in the bathroom shitting masturbating. go go on i won't bother you guys <laughs> So what do you have here for the second story? Uh, Mine comes in from listener Bradley T. He says, doesn't D's brother drink two gallons of semen a day? Why, yes, he does, Bradley T. (laughs) Usually, on average, two gallons, I've heard. Keeps the, it keeps the uh, doctors away. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't used a graduated cylinder to measure it or anything. <laughs> it seems like about two gallons. I don't want to make fun of Jeffrey too much. He'll get angry. Nah, this gets back uh, to him. We're going to get a we're gonna get a, a cerbic phone call. A stern warning. A stern reprimand from Jeffrey. This, this story actually, though, without the, the cum drinking and guzzling, as some people call it, does relate to Jeffrey, but I'll, I'll move into that. Uh, there's a New Zealand woman from, uh, Wellington or Invercargill is the town maybe. And, uh, she died and they think that her habit, uh, her Coke habit contributed to her death, but I'm not talking about cocaine. I am talking about Coca-Cola soda. Coca-Cola can be fatal. <laughs> it's true. It's shocking. <laughs> 
experts experts say that her two gallon a day Coca Cola habit probably contributed to her death. Gee, how much did she weigh? It's uh, a lot of sugar. That's a lot of sugar to consume. She does. I saw. It doesn't say her weight, but I saw a photo, and she was not a big pig. Um, her her name's Natasha Harris. She's thirty years old, and she's a stay-at-home mother of eight kids. Jesus. She died. Okay. She died of a heart attack in uh, February two thousand ten. All right. My second question is here. So she's not a big fat pig. How many teeth did she have? Tooth? You mean <laughs> <laughs> one? <laughs> she wasn't smiling in the photo which is probably a good indication of the state of her teeth her dental health uh i don't know why but you know she had this heart attack two years ago almost maybe even more than two years but they're having an inquest just now um and the inquest is showing that they she probably suffered from hypokalemia uh or low potassium and that's what they—that's what they think the root cause of her death is. But they're saying, well, why did she have low potassium? Because she drank all this fucking coke every day. Uh, symptoms include a- abnormal heart rhythms, and like I said, she had a uh, heart attack. They found toxic. <laughs> this is some good ar- article reporting writing. Uh, they say that toxic. Le- she had toxic levels of caffeine, which I don't know if you knew this, D, but it's a stimulant that's found in coke. <laughs> Gee, I had no idea. She drank uh, between 8 to 10 liters of regular Coke. We're not even talking about Diet Coke. This is a lot of sugar Even Diet Coke. I mean, I think uh, with, uh, what was it, aspartame and Diet Coke. If you drank that much Diet Coke, you'd probably die from cancer. Plus the carbonation chews the shit off of your teeth. Yeah, um, it just erodes the enamel. Her, uh, her partner, Chris Hodgkinson, I assume that's a man, but who knows? They call her him, it, her partner says that uh, the first thing she would do in the morning was to have a drink of Coke beside her bed, and the last thing she would do at night was to have a drink of Coke. She was addicted to Coke. (laughs) I don't understand what addictive property does Coca-Cola have. Uh, I I mean, caffeine's not addictive, right? I think it's just an uh, OCD type thing. You're not really addicted to the substance, but you have you know you're compulsive about it. As well. Did she, she have she other had... vices? Did she drink? Did she smoke? Did she she said she smoked about thirty cigarettes a day, Jesus. pack and a half. Nice. And uh, in the months before her death, uh, they say that she was experiencing blood pressure problems and lacked energy. <laughs> if you're drinking that much sugar and caffeine every day, and you lack energy, yeah, there's a problem. Because she must have uh, been like the most insane tweaker. To be around. I mean, I'm surprised they don't, that say, she... they don't say anything about meth, but this seems very like meth addicted behavior. Well, you know the re- the reason it's it's making me think of my brother here. It's reminiscent of Jeffrey's. Jeffrey still drinks at least one two one. Yeah, he drinks a liter. Or is it what would they sell? They sell liters, a liter. Two right? liter. Two liter. Two liter. Jeff Bottle. drinks one two liter of Coca Cola a day. He'll go and buy it in the morning, and it will be gone by by that night. A regular Coca-Cola. I I've seen him drinking lots of soda. It's crazy. Only Coke, usually. And uh, he doesn't smoke anymore, but he used to smoke at least 30 cigarettes a day, sometimes yeah, I, more. I'm still incredulous that he quit. It's pretty amazing. It's uh, unbelievable. He took, that, uh, he took that drug, that Chantix drug. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's toxic stuff. Yeah, Jeff has night terrors. She, uh, <laughs> so this woman, she, sl- she, was helping terror, her ki- she was helping her kids get ready for school and she slumped against a wall and, uh, her partner gave her mouth to mouth resuscitation and called 911, but couldn't revive her. Um, man, could you the- imagine giving mouth to mouth to that? 
Well, I mean, they were they were in a romantic partnership, but yeah, it seems pretty gross. <laughs> um, another expert says that, uh, you know, it's not Coke's fault. I'm sure Coca-Cola paid for this expert, says that it's not really the fault of the cola, but anything that any uh, fluid that you drink that much of. Like, you, so you said Jeff, Jeffrey drinks a two liter. This one was drinking four to five times that amount every day. And uh, this other expert says that just any kind of that much fluid can do weird things to your body, which I think is bullshit. Wow. I w- I <laughs> but I, if- at the same time, I mean, it does make me feel kind of good to stick it in the face of those people that are always trying to get you to drink eight glasses of water a day. But still, though, I mean, what I don't get about this is, like, I think if you drink the equivalent in water, you're not going to die of a of a heart attack. I mean, it's something against the wall. Eh? You can dilute your precious bodily minerals, is what they're saying. Well, yeah, okay. I mean, that's an excessive consumption of liquid, but I mean, Coke is not a healthy liquid to drink. If you drink like no, a couple glasses of it, okay, that's fine. But when you're drinking, what'd you say, four gallons, three gallons, or whatever it is? Two, two to two point two and a half gallons. That's a, that's an insane amount of Coca-Cola. I mean, even the two liter that my brother drinks a day. Like, I told him, I went, I went over to his house, and I, I said to him, I was just like, you know, if you just switched to Diet Coke instead of regular Coke, you probably would lose a ton of weight. That's completely true. What did he say to that? Fuck that. I hate Diet Coke. <laughs> Tastes like shit. <laughs> It's like, all right, dude. I mean, Jeff's a sensualist. He he lives for the moment and pleasure. Well, not only did he quit smoking, but uh, which is great. It's great that he he quit smoking. But he drinks That's a true. two liter of soda a day and probably eats pizza four nights a week. And the other two nights, Chipotle burritos. <laughs> uh, I'm nobody. I'm I'm not one to criticize anybody's diet because I would be hypocritical. But like, I even even if you I was in a relationship with this woman, even disregarding the health problems like you know you're really not doing good things to your body wouldn't you just get so like i would just get annoyed at the ha- the habit like enough of the fucking coke like stop <laughs> every fucking time i see you coke oh every time you go to the store pick me up some coke like fuck off drink drink mountain dew just something else like obs- compulsive behavior annoys me do you think um, just always you- en- enough with it you know how crackheads have crack babies? Do you think she had coke babies? She had eight, I mean, eight kids. I'm sure one of them's a little off. It's addicted to soda? Be. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure they drink tons of soda. That's, that's the worst thing for a kid to be doing. Yeah, it stunts their growth. Look what happened to Gary Coleman. Yeah. It's terrible. It eats their teeth away, I'm telling you. It's terrible. So when yeah. it ended up happening, she died. She's dead. She's dead. <laughs> She's dead. Now the dad's going to raise I mean, obviously, kids. What's ha- I, I don't really blame. It just seems like she was generally unhealthy and had bad living and eating habits. Uh, and they're trying to blame Coca-Cola because I'm sure they're trying going to try and like you know get into them for uh, some type of settlement money. And Coca-Cola's like, well, let's just parade out the experts. <laughs> it could happen with any liquid. <laughs> when in reality, Coca-Cola should just be like, what What do you want, a million dollars? Yeah, we've got like 500 <laughs> gajillion here. Just send them some promotional merchandise. They'll be happy. <laughs> Coca-Cola t-shirts. That's all you got to do. Uh, people, you can decide who won uh, Sick and Wrong episode 326, the Get High Bra 420 episode here. Go vote, sickandwrongpodcast.com. Well, Wacker, we got a few phone calls here. The Sick and Wrong hotline, 206-666-3846 is that number. Before we get to the first phone call, here's a word from our sponsor, 
adamandeve.com. Hey, kids, do you like sex toys? Then go to adamandeve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. All right, Wacker, we've got a few phone calls here to the Sick and Wrong Hotline. Uh, the first one is a hooker story. I always love a good story about a prostitute. Hey, Sick and Wrong. Uh, this is Chris from Tucson. Uh, you guys talking about hookers actually prompted me to call you again. Um, a couple months ago, I actually went to Vegas and ended up going by myself because a few of my friends dropped, dropped out at the last second. So That's the time to get a hooker. Walking around Vegas, when? When you're by yourself leave? in Vegas, well, you shouldn't get a hooker with a bunch of friends. I just no, I just don't think that's going to end well. But no, yeah, but if you're there, like on a you know for a business conference or something, you know why hooker not? City, yeah, you know it's a, it's a strange city. No one's going to know, and uh, yeah, why not? Why not test out the wares? I guess I got sick of it and decided to go back to my hotel room and just get drunk. And as uh, I was sitting there watching TV and getting ready to jerk off, I realized. I have some money. I might as well order a hooker. So I look it up online. I find this hot blonde that I want to come back to my room. I call the service, and I tell them which one I want, and they said, she'll be there in 30 minutes. So I sit there for 30 minutes and wait for this hooker to show up. That must be just a really strange state of mind for yeah. thir- those 30 minutes when you're you know, sitting there trying to predict the outcome of what's going to happen, but then at the same time, you're second-guessing yourself because you're like, what did I just do? Really? Let me get a you have to resist the urge to beat off. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, at, at the same time, I mean, would you would you be just uh, just just? I mean, you're anticipating the sexual encounter, but at the same time, I would be completely nervous. I'd be questioning my actions of what I've done. It's got to be just a complete like moral dilemma for those thirty minutes until you hear that knock on the door. I would just be looking at my watch and tapping my foot. <laughs> it's been twenty eight minutes. It's like it's ordering a pizza. pizza. It's like a yeah. fat guy ordering a pizza. God damn, and where is I she? hear a knock on my door, so I open the door, and there's a black chick there. So at first I was a little dis- dun, 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 dun. <laughs> disappointed, but then I realized I've never had sex with a black chick before. So there I let go. her in. Um, we talked about everything, and... All- you know, that's a classic bait and switch. I bet you all those places do that. Like, they don't have any white girls or Asian hot exotic beauties. It's just all black girls named Lashikwa. You know? There's nothing wrong with that. No, I'm not I saying mean, there's anything wrong with that, but you should expect that, though. One with, like, bad teeth and horrible breath. But you should expect it. You should be like, okay, well, I know that girl, is, she has, like, double D tits, and she has beautiful blonde hair and amazing ass. That's not going to be sent to my room over no. at the Hojo. I'm going to get no. Latikwa. And what do you you can't call the cops because it's illegal, right? And what are you supposed to do? Like slam the door in her face? Be like, nope. Get out of <laughs> here. Try again. Next. Yeah. You know, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what would happen. I guess that's. I don't know I the protocol either. Yeah, but I mean, that's just something you need to consider. So she just gets naked, instructs me to get naked, and then, um, pretty much, flaccid. There's like no blood whatsoever in my cock. So she. Um, <laughs> 
puts a condom on it. Somehow she gets the condom on my soft cock, and she starts sucking through the condom. Obviously, this isn't doing anything for me, so she starts getting a little frustrated. She starts asking me if I've drunk too much today or if I uh, was a little nervous. I'm like, oh, I'm just a little nervous. So um, after about sucking on the condom for about 10 minutes, she got in doggy style position, told me to stick it in her, so I did, and yeah, it was fucking horrible. I couldn't get it up, and there's like no foreplay, and condoms suck when you're getting a blowjob. But looking back, I'm really happy that she did put a condom over my penis, because no telling what she had in her mouth. I don't know if she maybe had oral herpes or anything like that. But yeah, that's probably going to be my only hooker experience, because it was fucking horrible. But yeah, you probably should always use a condom when you're getting head from a hooker. So... I appreciate your show, and I hope you guys have a great day. Bye. Wow. <laughs> didn't it turn out how I, that wasn't very sexy. That was. I think that guy should never have a hooker. Like he shouldn't even got a hooker in the first place. Well, but you gotta appreciate, you know, him making the effort. I like the honesty of the story. Yeah. Instead of making up something like, "Oh yeah, you know, is this." She had this amazing like dick, dick sucking lips, and I got instantly hard. Fuck the shit out of her. He's just like, yeah, you know, I couldn't even get it up the whole time. Just wrapped with guilt. <laughs> I can I'd imagine it being cold and like I can, in my mind, hear that shitty air conditioner. Tell <laughs> him just making that I just, high-pitched I, I, wine. I can picture the displeasure on her face. Yeah. And she's just looking at him frowning like, how much you drink tonight? You drank too much. You got a wet noodle. And then he's, and then, yeah, but think about it. He's getting the, so he's got a stage right now. He's got performance anxiety. Plus, he's representing his race, cross racial relations. Yeah, no, this is definitely, this is just a sorry state of affairs, man. I wouldn't give up on hookers forever, though. You know, I mean, mean, think about it this way, too. Okay, that's an unfortunate Vegas hooker occurrence. There's still hookers in Thailand, there's still hookers in, um, there's hookers Amsterdam. Everywhere. There's hookers everywhere. Don't yeah. give up on hookers because of one unfortunate hooker experience. They come in I all shapes and sizes. I wonder where the hookers were. Um, actually, I know this. <laughs> I was going to say, I wonder where the hookers were like in the small town that I grew up in, but they were at the massage parlors. Asian massage parlors, yeah. Right. Which is a I totally exactly different experience, is. you know? I mean, I don't know. Um, but yeah, thanks for being honest with us. And, uh, and yes... When you do engage in uh, sexual acts with a hooker, always wear a condom. It's generally a good idea. Yeah. Uh, here's a second so. call from an English guy. Hey, <clears throat> Lance. How are you doing, lads? I uh, just got up. I'm absolutely fucked. Totally fucked. Shit me pants last night. Like, can you fucking believe that? I wonder <laughs> I how many English it. guys shit their pants last night. I imagine more than you think. I I don't know. I wouldn't even bother to think about it. I I just think a lot. I think a lot of English guys don't have that uh, that 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 button that shuts off the drinking. Where it's like in your mind, you're like, you know what? It's time for me to go home. I'm making an ass of myself. English guys are just like, fuck it. I'm gonna drink through that like moral button. You You know, to Brown Town. It's straight to Brown Town. And then they laugh about it and call podcasts and tell us about it. Yeah. Anyway, I was gonna tell you about a story that uh, happened to us when I was a little bit younger. Um, phone rang. My mate was ringing us, and the answering machine picked up. And 
I picked up while the answering machine was still going, and I said to my friend, like, look, uh, just keep on going, keep on going. It's here, not here. So, anyway, the top and bottom of it was that uh, the answering machine recorded everything that was said. Saying, what are you doing tonight? And I said, oh, I'm going to get some uh, pills and some coke or something like that. I don't know. I wonder you should going to get fucked, basically. And uh, anyway, it recorded everything. I went out to go and score for the drugs. I come back in the house later on, and uh, my mom was standing by the answering machine, and she said to us, uh, Pierre, come and have a listen to this. I knew straight away exactly what, how it was going to go. She pressed play on the answering machine. There was me going, yeah, yeah, I'm going to get some pills and coke. Let's get fucked up and that way. What a prick. Anyway, <laughs> keep it safe. I'm sure you're very proud. See you later, lads. <laughs> what do you say to your mom in that situation i'm your son <laughs> this is what i do <laughs> love me unconditionally mother <laughs> can i borrow some money for these drugs <laughs> i came out of your vagina you made this <laughs> i learned it from watching you mom <laughs> how many english guys are named pierre yeah i thought i picked up on the fact that his name was pierre but i thought maybe i just made misheard him yeah, so did I at first, and I was like, no, he definitely said Pierre. That's strange. You think is he, he must lucky get his, Pierre? I don't know, but you think he probably gets his ass kicked on a regular basis in a that's primary why, school. The name that's why like he that. needs to recede into drug use. You know, it's funny. This is a situation. I'm surprised it still occurs, because who the hell has an answering machine in this day and age? I don't know anyone. Right. Well, has he, a, he was telling a story that happened to him when he was younger, so who knows how many years ago we're talking about. Well, this is, I mean, this is something that, that has happened in, uh, in my past as well. I mean, we used to have the family answering machine. You didn't have cell phones. You got a call, it was always on, you know, the family line. And we only had right. one line in my house. And so what would happen is that the phone would ring and then the answering machine would pick up because you got it on like the fourth ring or fifth ring. And right. then you, you'd think you shut it off, but you didn't. And then it would record the first like three minutes of your phone call. So yeah, I mean, if you said any, you know, incriminating uh, facts about your night out, you're probably going to get busted by the by the rabbi. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> which which, which happened on several occasions. Although my dad didn't give me, like, the third degree, he would just be like, David, I'm very disappointed in you. And I'd be like, why? <laughs> and you'd be like, I can live with that. All right, <laughs> yeah, that's drugs. cool. Not grounded? Sweet. All right, you're not going to take my car away? Okay, cool. All right, I'm down with that. I won't smoke pop for a week. the benefits of having Jeffrey as an older brother, right? You know, I remember you one do, time. You compare. I remember, yeah, that was the best thing about my brother. Because my brother was kind of a bad kid. He had ran away from home several times. He'd been to rehab twice when I was in high school. And I remember when, uh, when I started getting into smoking weed, it was probably my sophomore year of high school. I was probably about 16 at the time. And my mother found a pack of orange zigzags in the couch. And she was just distraught. And she asked me about it. She was like, oh, my God. It's like, whose are these? Whose are these? And I was like, I think I saw Jeffrey with some of those in his pocket. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> it was Jeffrey. <laughs> no, they were mine. But yeah, it didn't matter. Yeah. It was just like, she was like, oh, <laughs> I'm going to have to have a talk with him. And I was just like, yep, you, you might need to do that. <laughs> Jeffrey. <laughs> did Stephanie use, uh, did your sister use these, the same line of defense? Well, 
by the time Stephanie was smoking weed, Jeffrey had moved out of the house. So it would have been more difficult. I would difficult. still blame him. <laughs> I still would came back. It's probably his. Yeah. I mean, I think she, if he was in town, like if he visited for a weekend, then yeah, I think she could use him as an excuse. <laughs> but, um, but there you go, people. Voicemail and cell phones solve that matter. I wonder how many parents check through their kids' cell phones. I would. Text. You would? You'd confiscate it and then go through the cell phone? Yeah. I'm fucking paying for it. Fuck them. I bet, no you that, I bet you a lot of kids get busted through that, though. True. This day and age. Their computer, I'm going to have like my own password to get in there, all that stuff. So when you have young Wackerly Jr., you're not going to let uh, him have a cell phone when he's like 11? He can have one, but I'm going to be. I'm going to have the password to the voicemail and everything, so you can check up to see what what, what what's cool, what's uh, what's trending on, the, on sure. your son's cell phone. It'll have GPS on it. I can find out where the cool hangout spots are. <laughs> <laughs> God, that's a bit draconian, Show there, Wackerly. Yeah, Nazi that's dad. Me. All right, the last call here came from uh, a hip and cool Miami guy, John Johnson. Hey, the Lance. And uh, Bob Madigan, I guess. Too early? Too early? Okay. Um, this is Taco, the atypical Puerto Rican. I guess a uh, yeah. mediocre nation, insider joke from uh, Eric said, you know, taking pictures of an atypical deer with a $9,000 camera. I'm finally in Miami. I'm like, I know people shit on Florida, but like Miami is fucking like awesome. You can do anything here. Um, there's like no laws anywhere. <laughs> you don't give a shit about nothing. You know, I've always wanted to go to Miami. I bet you they have amazing prostitutes in Miami. I've been there. I didn't pay, partake of the prostitutes, but there are extremely hot women everywhere. You Cuban look. chicks. It's just the, the hot I Latin mean, chicks. Because if you're in South Beach, it's uh, all the people from, there's a ton of people from Manhattan that sort of have second homes vacation there. So, uh, so when you're model looking New York chicks, Cuban chicks, yeah. And wow. they're wearing nothing. They're walking down, not just on the beach, but through the downtown with like a G-string on. Just butt flaws? Yeah. Oh, my God. That'd be amazing. It'd be amazing. So, like, so, you get, so, amazing. so pretty much your entire stay in Miami, you're in like semi-chub or just permo-chub yeah. the whole time. Wow. But then you go into a bar and order a drink, and it's $25. It's <laughs> <is> a problem. <laughs> then you go softer. <laughs> Yeah, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna check it out. The, the reason I want to go to Miami is, do you ever see that video? I know it's not like it anymore, but I've always wanted to visit Miami because I watched that documentary, Cocaine Cowboys. You ever yeah, see I've that? Seen that. So yep. It's all about the the guys who used to deal blow back in the '80s in Miami, and God, that would have been a good time. That would have been, that just would have been a fun time to exist. Like if you can go in a time machine, go back in time to clubs, nineteen mid early '80s, mid '80s. If you were, you know, just hung out with these drug dealers, you might get shot, but you also probably would get, get laid by some hot chicks. I was going to say, take a couple wheelers with you, and they can be your henchmen. Yeah, just hang out with a couple wheelers, and uh, you'd be cool. You'd be cool. What's the Cuban version of wheeler? Wheelero? Um, <laughs> Did this guy say his name was Taco, by the way? I think he said Paco. Oh. The atypical Puerto Rican, which I don't really quite understand what that means. Anyways, I was banging two girls last night. It was pretty fun. Not the first time either. But Ooh, Paco. It's a lot of ass. Anyways, um, um, wanted to call you guys. Say, I'm going to send you a gift, but I'm trying to pick the sickest thing I can send you, so I take it like a day. Okay. Um, so, 
be it's not too long for the show. It's too annoying. Hopefully you'll play it. I know Lance is a little bit of an asshole, but he's the coolest guy, though. Cool. Bye. Wow. You know, there are no Puerto Ricans in California. Uh, on the you West know, Coast. Yeah, there, you there know any? There really aren't any. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know any Puerto Rican. Actually, I do know a Puerto Rican guy down here. Which I was I don't really know sub- a single Puerto Rican. I don't know of a single Puerto Rican. I'm not friends with any. There's a lot of Filipinos. There's a lot of like Guatemalans, a lot of Mexicans, Mexican. Well, obviously Mexicans. No, but yeah, Puerto there aren't that many though. Puerto Ricans. Puerto Ricans are usually in New York on the East right. Coast for some reason. Miami. Yeah, Miami. Dimin- I know. Di- I don't know any Dominicans either, but I'd have to think about that one a little harder. So, so Paco here. I, I appreciate you wanting to get us a gift. You don't have to get us something sick. We don't want something sick. I know the no. show is called Sick and Wrong, but that doesn't imply that we'd like something sick. Why don't you send us some good tequila? Like, uh, don't they have good tequila probably down there? It's a lot of Latin people. In Puerto Rico or Miami? Where? Miami. I mean, well, what's the... What, what, Cuba Libre. Isn't that what they drink down there? That's, I think that's rum. Whatever. Just Miami's get us... Uh, <laughs> we like alcoholic beverages. That's a good thing to get. You know, Wackley, when's the last time you checked out the Sikorong uh, P.O. Box? Maybe a month ago. I'm not yeah. a frequent checker of that. I know. Well, some people always ask, like, well, I sent you this. You never mentioned it. Well, it's like, you know what, people? It's, it's in Oakland, so it's up to Wackley to uh, get his lazy ass up there to go check it. And he doesn't do it every day because it's kind of a bitch. Certainly don't do it every day. Yeah, Maybe, but... I try and do it once every couple weeks, but... Probably not going to get to it this weekend. But if we got more gifts, especially cool gifts and not disgusting sick gifts, we would check it more often. So, uh, yeah, we love, to, we love gifts from people. It, um, yeah. yeah, just let me know if you send something and then I'll go check it. But to, to randomly check it every week is too much for me. If you go to the it's website, we have the P.O. Box address up there. So uh, definitely send us something. If you want to send us something, if you want to give us a gift, it'd be much appreciated. And we will mention it on the show. Um, but don't, you don't have to send us something sick. We don't want anything sick. Uh, this guy, you should send us some pictures of the two chicks that you had sex with. That would be all right. That'd be permissible. Maybe. <laughs> Might be sick. People, you can call Sick Wrong Hotline at 206-666-3846. Well, we have time for one email that came to sickwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. This guy also actually included, uh, um, some, he sent two emails. One of them was, a. Uh, um, he includes some pictures. But this is an uh, interesting guy. His name is St. James. He says, hey, gentlemen, I love the podcast and all the twists and turns it has taken over the years. Truly. Yeah. It, sure, it surely has evolved over the past <laughs> few years. Uh, like the two of you, I'm from Michigan, and I attended University of Michigan. Now I'm a lawyer that does fetish porn on the side with my wife, Jenny Fishnets. Okay, well, that, that's not like us, but we did go to Michigan. We're from Michigan. Um, I wish I had a wife that did fetish porn on the side. Uh, what will you find? What you will find most sick and wrong is that of all the movies we do, fart porn sells the best by far. We made a by video. Far. Yeah, we made a video with uh, outtakes of her farting on me in between real clips we were shooting, and found that fart catching sells the best. So it's called fart catching. Which I never even have heard of that. I mean, it makes sense. Like I, she farts in your face. And you catch it with your mouth. Okay. Fart catching. I guess it's uh, that's Some guys a, like to look at that, huh? I think it's a, it's a big fetish. It's a very popular fetish porn category. 
Yeah, I'm gonna have to type in after this show. Maybe I'll type into YouTube to see because then you know that's not necessarily has to be. Um, you don't have to be nude to do it. You can fart past your clothes. It helps. Yeah, but don't don't you think if you had like spandex pants on or certain fabrics, it would amplify the farts? Yeah, I do think that. I think you have a point. So I mean, maybe uh, people are fully clothed when they're doing that. Are you into the sound though, or like? But I, I kind of want to see the cheeks move, and maybe the guy's mustache blows back a little bit. <laughs> Anyone who gets farted on has to have a mustache. Uh, he said, um, so the fart catching sells the best. And here's a couple of their sites. Clips for numeral four sale.com slash 37 585 and Jenny com. That's J E N N I fishnets.com. And there's little clips. You can watch little previews of her farting on this guy's face. Oh, nice. He says he's I'm got millions of show. stories and can answer all of our porn related questions when needed. For example, why are shit porn actresses in the U.S. disgusting? Why are they unattractive? Why are... Sh- so, actresses who act in shit porn movies. Why are they always unattractive in the U.S.? I've never... Uh, I've never even noticed that. <laughs> They're usually they? pretty hideous, though. They're, he says because it's illegal to make and sell scat porn in the U.S., but it's incredibly popular. Doms get offered double, 500 bucks a session where they shit on a client, but most won't do it because it's illegal. Why is... I didn't know it was illegal. Yeah, it's illegal. Hmm. And he says he's referencing a story that we did with Officer Ward and Gina Payne from Podcast 46 or 47. (laughs) I don't remember that. He says, anyhow, I love the show, and thanks for making it. I plan to support it and write in once in a while moving forward. Go Blue, St. James. Well, thank you, St. James. Actually, you know what? We uh, we do have porn questions from time to time, and it's good to have a resource available. Yeah, so, I'll have to think some up. But in the meantime, I will be checking out your wife farting in your face at JennyFishnets.com. Thanks for a new porn link. As will I. Uh, people, if you haven't already, sign up for the Sick and Wrong Forum. SickandWrongPodcast.com. Click on Forum. And uh, yeah, you can make some new friends. Lifelong friends. Buddies. Internet buddies. Also, uh, thank you for subscribing to the show on iTunes. Subscribing, rating us, and commenting. We've, got, we've had some funny, really funny comments lately. Um, I forgot to print them out, but uh, there were some funny comments. So, people, if you go to our <laughs> iTunes page, read some of the comments there. And uh, add your own. Give us, a, give us a five-star rating. It boosts our visibility, and it keeps us in the what's hot category. And uh, that really is the, the, the best way to support the show, and it's free. Um. But it's the best free way to support the show. The best way to support the show is to buy a fucking t-shirt, you cheapskate. We have those Quado tees that have been selling well, and actually we're, we're to the point where we might not reprint them because um, I'm running chance. out. It's the last chance. So go to stickaroundpodcast.com, click on store, and buy a t-shirt today. Uh, Wackily, did you see the, the winners of our Sick and Wrong pinup contest? Um, Poppy Thorne and That Tattooed Chick... Uh, sent us a picture where they played dress up as their two favorite podcasters, me and you. I, I did see that. Did you see I that? wasn't able to beat off to it because it's weird. <laughs> they, they said, she writes, so if you ever wondered what you would look like as pinup models, this might answer your question. Uh, this came from Poppy Thorne. And uh, yeah, they look both look really hot in that picture. Um, Which is not what we would look like if we were pinup models. Well, you don't wear the same kind of floral panties that Poppy Thorne wears. Not generally. And I don't tend to drape myself in an Israeli flag 
<laughs> and, You're such a militant Zionist. Yeah, and wear lingerie underneath it. Occasionally I do. Occasionally I prance around my house. On laundry day. On laundry day, sometimes yeah. you wear your Israeli flag when there's nothing else. But it's a very, very hot picture nonetheless. And I'm going to post that on our page so people can go check it out. Thank you, Poppy Thorne and uh, that tattoo chick for sending that in. It's sexy. And go buy yourself a t-shirt, people. Sickerwrongpodcast.com slash store. Uh, the Sick and Wrong Song of the Week was sent in from Lionel Hutz, hmm. which I think is a pseudonym. Right. Um, He's deceased. He writes, is it D's secret fantasy to get shitted on by Nicki Minaj? What the fuck? Seriously. Do you guys seriously like Nicki Minaj? You guys both have a thing for the dark meat. So It's true. <laughs> for me, at least. <laughs> He's referring to, uh, at the, I included a clip. Well, we were discussing two Nicki Minaj songs that been included at the very end of last week's show. Oh, really? Some outtakes. It was an outtake where I think, I don't remember, you were talking B-Trap or something, or the Bees, something, something like that. Something yeah. like that. Um, so he's referring to that, and I don't think we were talking about whether or not we'd fuck Nicki Minaj, but she's kind of hot. I probably would. And uh, I yeah, would for sure. I do have a thing for the dark meat. Why not? Who doesn't? If a girl's attractive, I definitely am into having sex with her. So he asks a final question here. Would you bone Michelle Obama if given the opportunity? No. Not not out of pure... I mean, because she's the first lady, I would, but not like if I just saw her in a bar. and She's kind of gross. You don't find her attractive? No. Her, For an older her woman? Teeth, her teeth are bizarre. Well, are you saying it's because it's like a gummy smile going on there? It's something like that. I just find her whole face is weird. <laughs> I think I'd she's, have sex all, she's with her. a little out of my age range. I mean, come on. Well, yeah, but I mean, for her age, I don't think she's unattractive. Uh, Who would you? Okay. okay well, let's, yeah, let's do it like this. Would you have sex with Hillary Clinton or uh, Michelle Obama? Michelle Obama, uh, Michelle Obama for sure. Uh, Although Sarah Palin or Michelle Obama? <laughs> oh, she's so awful. Hate fuck. I think I'd have to pick Michelle fucking. Obama. Maybe, but it's like so many kids have dropped out of that thing. One of them was defective. <laughs> Maybe I'd put it in her ass. I, I would have sex with Sarah Palin for sure. Anyway, uh, Lionel sent in the song Did It On Him, which is the song that we were talking about last week in the outtake. It's Did It On Him by Nicki Minaj, where she discusses shitting on her man. She does okay. fascinate me. I, you know, I haven't heard too much of her music, but anyone who writes a song about taking a dump on her dude... I probably want to listen to some more. I probably <laughs> yeah. do. You know, my interest. Do you think is, she wrote the song, or did she have like a ghostwriter? I don't know. Maybe don't Scott know. from Iowa wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're gonna end the show with "Did It On Him" by Nicki Minaj. Thanks, Lionel, for sending that in. People will be back next week with episode three twenty-seven. Till then, take it sleazy. Bitches is my sons. 
And I'ma go and get some bibs for him A couple formulas, little pretty lids on him If I had a dick, I would pull it out and piss on him Let me shake it off I just signed a couple deals, I might break you off And we ain't making up, I don't need a mediator Just let them bums blow steam Radiator F1. I keep shooters up top in the F1. A lot of bad bitches begging me the F1. But I'ma eat them rat bitches when the chef comes. Throw some fresh ones. More talent in my motherfucking left thumb. She ain't a Nikki fan, then the bitch deaf dumb. You ain't my son, you my motherfucking stepson. All these bitches is my sons And I ain't talking about Phoenix Bitch, I get money so I do's what I pleases I live with the motherfucking pools and the trees is Broke bitches so crusty Disgust me Gator bitch a ride, got the kind of new dusty Trust me, I keep a couple hundred in the duffy Couple wet wipes case a bum try to touch me Ew I'm, 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 I'm the Terminator Bitch talk slick, I'ma have to terminate her These little nappy-headed hoes need a permanator you, you, you my seed, I spray you with the germinator Move back, bugs Matter of fact, you know the queen could use a back rub If you could turn back time, share You used to be here, now you're gone, near You to grab that new Twilight poster. Can't wait to have your hands on that funky new purse you saw on Sex and the City. Well, I have one question for you. Are you fucking kidding me? It's still though December, sweetheart. So if you want to stuff yourself like a Thanksgiving turkey, head over to adamandeve.com and go crazy. Personally, Mmm, I enjoy the bottoms-up finger-rammer, and when I desire some backdoor action, I use the deep anchor probe. And if you think the fun stops there, you need a big dong up your juicy little cunt, because if you enter Diddle upon checkout, you will receive three free adult DVDs, 50% off almost any item, and a gift so sensual, I can't even mention it on this podcast, mm, but I can certainly feel it. 
And let me tell you, honey, dildos are one of those gifts that keeps on 